Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Seriously, man, you don't really think we're going to see any Canutes and 41 Rockies jerseys here at Coors Field, do you? I mean, no offense, I know you're a local and all, but that was a long time ago. You never know. I've seen some old guy jerseys around here, haven't you? In fact, I actually heard from a really good source. You mean you saw it on Twitter. Whatever. I heard that Chad Cool's wearing 41 now for the Rockies because he grew up a Milwaukee Brewers fan and he watched me wearing number 41 back in the day. That, you know, that's pretty cool, right? I see what you did there, Mark. Yeah, okay, wait. Look, he's right over there. Let's just go ask him. Well, you know, we probably shouldn't bother him. What do you mean? We're media. That's our job. Follow me. Uh, okay, but, but let me ask him. Hey, Chad, I'm Mark Knudsen. This is Manny Randall. We do a podcast called the Park Adjusted Rockies Podcast. He came up with the name. Congrats on your great start to the season. Are you liking it here? He's got a question for you, Chad. Okay, I heard somewhere that you're wearing number 41 here as a Rocky because, you know, I wore it a while back. A long okay, while back. Okay, whatever. I wore 41 in Milwaukee, as I'm sure you know, since I heard you grew up a Brewers fan and all. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, grew up in Delaware. Um, you know, kind of watched the Phillies kind of growing up, but uh, never really heard of you. So when they gave me 41, I don't think it really had some uh, significance behind it. Sorry. Yeah, what's what show am I on? It's the Park Adjusted Rockies Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. Is it too soon to say, wait till next year for the struggling Colorado Rockies? Another bad road trip has made the hill to the postseason that much tougher to climb. This week, we welcome back Drew Creaseman from Mile High Sports to find out if the glass is half full or if these Rockies are already running on empty. It's a lively discussion, and it's coming up next on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Stay with us. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at USAPrimeColorado at gmail.com for more information. Well, many of the Rockies are back from a road trip, and um, once again, the road was not kind to the hometown nine. The guys in purple went two and five on a road trip. Well, realistically, they needed to go five and two. And uh, it's just things are kind of looking bleak at the moment. Yeah, um, bleak is a good word. Um, I, I just, you know... Luckily, Kyle Freeland apparently avoided, you know, a serious injury with his ankle. That's good. Um, but honestly, uh, you know, Freeland's been kind of Jekyll and Hyde this year. Um, Marquez has been just Hyde. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, those are your those are your guys, man. And um, yep. you know, if 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 your basis for signing Bryant to that big contract and all of it is that you got. <clears throat> a great young pitching staff and on paper it's a pretty good pitching staff young pitching staff not very deep but you know it's yeah. it's there um you just i mean you you've got to pitch i mean if, if that's what it's going to be you've got to yeah. pitch especially when you know you're not going to hit on the road that's just every year um and the other big problem uh huge problem really is the defense i mean it's just yeah. this is a team that has prided itself on really good defense for many many years and yep. uh to, for it to be this porous and this uh, uh, just poor so far, that does not bode well at all for things. 20, 28th in the league right now in defense, from what I understand. But listen, the opposite of bleak is our guest, Drew Kreisman, who is always a glass half full guy. And and we're going to try to empty that glass today, Drew, because I'm going to throw some things at you <laughs> right now, okay, that I, here's my stance. 
The Rockies are out of playoff contention. It's over, done. They're not going to the postseason. <laughs> not five hundred. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay. Because right. right now, at twenty-one yeah. and twenty-six, that's not the end of the world, right? But four and eight against good teams, which okay, not not good, but not those good teams being the Dodgers, Giants, and Mets, right? Mm-hmm. Eighteen and twenty against bad teams. Mm-hmm. Eighteen and twenty against teams that aren't going to be in the postseason hunt, and fleeting moments like the last road trip there's just not that many opportunities to play these bad teams anymore i mean you've got no games left with the nationals you've got six with the marlins three with minnesota cincinnati cleveland the cubs two with texas a bunch more with arizona on the flip side you still have 16 games with the dodgers 13 with the giants 19 with the padres seven with milwaukee six with st louis and four with the mets that road drew is just too difficult they're not going to be able to reach 500 i say that Right now, the reason for the Colorado Rockies losing baseball games has next to absolutely nothing to do with who has been on the other side of the field. I don't think it really has anything to do with the good teams or the bad things. I don't, I think you can't walk guys. I think you can't make errors. I think you can't have guys show up and walk out of the bullpen and not have it that day and give up four in the first and win baseball games. I don't care if you're at home. I don't care if you're on the road. I don't care if they're playing the Dodgers. Mark, I don't care if they're playing your high school team. You can't walk out there, walk the bases loaded, serve up cookie in the first inning, and be playing from down four every single game. I don't care who you're playing. It's the big leagues. So right now the Rockies are much more than I thought they would beating themselves. They are beating themselves with, as Manny said, unconscionable defense, which yeah. shouldn't be anywhere close to as bad mm-hmm. as it's been. Now, the last week, this road trip, actually, the defense was mostly okay. But again, that's like one road trip. For the yeah. season, it's been awful, and there's yeah. really no good explanation for it. Well, Brendan Rogers' error today on that throw from Diaz oh, was a killer. Yeah, it was a was, killer yeah. error, and it just seems to play into the whole narrative that it's always something. It's just always I, something, right. Manny, always something going wrong. Yeah, excuse me. I mean, it's, um, you know, like Drew said, I mean, uh, the Nationals, you know, the, the funny thing about this series with the Nationals is they're throwing the ball all over the field, too. I mean, it's yeah. just, it was just bad baseball all around, yeah. and yeah. it was hard to watch any of it. Um, and the, to, to Drew's point, if you play like that, you can't beat anybody. And um, that's just pretty much what the record says over the last yeah. 20 games, okay. five and 15. Okay. So. And, and I'll, I'll give you guys that point. That, that's a very solid point. My, my no, point. No, no, however, it, no, actually makes your point. I think yeah. a little bit better because it's, um, Oh man. Um, if you're playing like this now, yeah. If, if this keeps up, well, you're going to be, it's going to be really rough to watch. Let's just say they uh, get it together. Before. They start playing to their <laughs> capabilities. They've already burned 38 games against bad teams and they needed to win you know, 25 they put themselves, themselves in a hole and they've they won 25 and they won 18. And that, you know, that's seven games difference is huge. You can't lose two out of three in Pittsburgh and three out of four in Washington and be a team nope. that's going to contend for the postseason. I, is, I mean, I, I expect, I guess maybe I'm naive, but I expect the defense to get better. These are good players making mistakes. They're not, they're good, capable defensive players. Not, oh, I don't, I don't think talking, that, I, I don't think about that a bad lot of defensive this, players. I don't think that a lot of this can continue just by right. <clears throat> regression to the mean because the, right. Um, Brandon Rogers isn't as bad as he's, he's looked. Right. Um, uh, certainly, um, 
certainly uh, Ryan McMahon is not not as bad as he's no. looked at the defensively. Um, but this road trip was going to tell us a lot, and I think it did. Mm-hmm. When, yep. And I think the last closer, last week's closer on this podcast, I was that was what I ended it with, yep. which was like this is this this next road yep. trip will tell us a lot because they're playing teams that they need to beat, and it didn't beat them. Um, you know, aside you know where they go two and five. Yep. And um, so the 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 more worrying thing, the most worrying thing on this team right now is Herman Marcus, in my opinion. I, I think that yeah. because you can't figure it out, there's nothing that you, you look at it and you say, this is what he's doing, unless he's tipping pitches, this is what he's doing wrong, this is what he's doing wrong, and he's your ace, he's your guy. And, um, you know, Freeland's been up and down, but, you know, I can see Freeland clicking into 2018 Freeland for yeah. a few starts in a row. It could happen. Yeah. Um, he, he goes that way. So if he gets on a run, that can happen. But if Marcus just keeps going like this, last year it was like, started down then it was up and down but this year it's just been down over his last 18 starts now that's more than half a season's worth his era is near seven that's that's like so and and there's no explanation he doesn't have one and neither does Bud black i mean it doesn't seem like anybody knows what the deal is well, he's not hitting his spots i mean that's which again the well the location's the, the issue the question that, right? but the location's everything but it's but like yeah, why he's just yeah, yeah. And, and it's, again, it sort of goes back to those basic fundamentals of baseball that they're just not. So here's my thing. I never had this team making the postseason, So I don't think it's a shock to say this team isn't going to make the postseason. I, you know, I, I'm not quite on board with the reasoning here that it's because of how they're playing right now or, or because of this road trip. For me, it's always been the same reason. It was the same reason coming into the season. The reason that I, I picked them to come up to short and it's the bullpen. Like, again, because what you were just talking about, I expect the defense to get better. That's not who they are. The starting pitching will be better because Marquez is just not going to be the worst pitcher in baseball. Well, see, and that's to that point, though, I'll just say 18 starts. I mean, it's a long time. I mean, it's dating back to and it's also cross seasons now. It's dating back to last season. So, I mean, if it's the first, what is it, nine starts this year? That's even a lot. I mean, that's a lot for for a seven. He's at a six three ERA, but for eighteen starts, that's where it starts to get worrying. When you look back all the way back to the second half of last year, sure, uh, right. But in general, the starting pitching is going to get better. But and there are a number of avenues you could see where it could be Marquez recovering. It could be like you said, Freeland really clicks in for a little while. I think. Gomber has that ability as well. Sensatella getting healthy. You know, he's supposed to be coming back soon. I've actually been pretty impressed with what we've seen out of Ryan Feltner so far. So I think they can get quality starting pitching and I think they can get quality defense. And I think the offense has actually been better than you might've expected or was advertised, but none of that matters because the bullpen is going. Well, let, let me defend the bullpen just a little bit, just the way Bud handles the bullpen. Bullpen numbers can be very misleading because you have two different, really two different sets of relief pitchers. Right. You have guys that you're going to roll out there when your starter gives you a quality start, and those guys, the Tyler Kinley, Tyler Kinley's having an All Star season right now. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel Bard's Tyler doing Kinley his job. Has been money. He's and, been and great. Daniel yeah. Bard's doing his job. Eleven out of thirteen <laughs> saves. I mean, those guys are doing their job. So, uh, starter starters who give you short starts and inconsistent starts put an un, unyielding burden on the bullpen and make the bullpen look worse than it really is. When you have to roll Austin Godot out there and you have to roll those guys out in, in the middle of a game. Yeah. Things are going to get ugly sometimes because those aren't the guys you count on to, to bring home a victory. So I'm really not as concerned about the bullpen as I am about the starters, not getting to the right guys in the bullpen on a consistent basis. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, I, well, it's, it's, 
um, the starting pitch, I mean, the starting rotations, ERA is um, second to last, isn't it? In baseball, <laughs> yeah, it's really way up there. The, yep. the pitching staff, I think, it's starting starters ERA is like four nine eight at home mm-hmm. and like um, five point one on the road or something like that. It's actually kind of close together, yeah, which is interesting, but um, not good either way. Nope. And uh, you know, even at cores, you know, you want to. You, if you if you can if you can sit around four four ten or something you'll be okay but I mean mm-hmm. that's that's going to be too high and, and you've so, got to get deeper in the ball games yeah to, to take it off your we're board not board. in a in an era where you can get deep into all games most of the time but but guys like but guys like um you know Freeland and, and Marcus in particular and Sensatella you 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 hope to get five to six out of them every night and I mean look the Rockies what's what's strange is is that they have gotten guys who could pitch here and pitch well here. And that's just, I still can't figure out how Buddy and how the whole group did that, but that's kudos to them. But they're not doing it. And mm-hmm. the, and, and if they don't, um, you know, Marcus, I, I don't know if, um, you know, he, he just seems so nonchalant about everything. I don't know if his body language is any different than it's been before, um, but he seems unaffected. Maybe that's a good thing. Um, maybe he's, you know, that's just his personality. He's a very quiet kind of calm guy i've told you guys this but before there doesn't seem to be there doesn't seem to be um you know for whatever you you can't really tell all that much from the outside looking in when you're watching a guy's demeanor but it doesn't seem like um there's any real urgency I, there i don't know yep. i don't know what's the, what the I, I've, to, I've told you guys before he reminds me of ubaldo jimenez and not necessarily the good ubaldo jimenez i mean ubaldo for the first half of that 2009 season or 2010 season was unhittable he would, it, spots didn't matter. He just threw the lightning bolts over the plate and guys couldn't touch him. And that was an, a, a bit of an anomaly. But what he couldn't do, which was, was vividly displayed the following year, is he couldn't pitch when he didn't have that kind of great stuff. And successful pitchers, and I'll look at Kyle Freeland as an example, don't have to have their best stuff that day to beat you. They can go out with something's working, something's well, not working, and they can the be competitive. Tr- and Marcus, Marcus, Marcus can't do that. He can't do it. He well, no, but I mean, he's, he's pumping 98. You know, Sometimes. but the guys hit 98 if it's right down the middle, you know what I mean? Like, and, and his sliders just hang, you know yep. what I mean? It's just like, yep. and it's been happening for a long time. Yep. That's a concern. That's true. That's true. Um, they do have Chad cool though. Our, our buddy number 41 is doing, doing a good job. Sure is. Here, here's a guy I'd like to see. Um, you know, you say, I said, Marcus reminds me of you Jimenez. I'd like to see Chris Bryant remind me of Chris Bryant. Um, and I'm not going to speak poorly of a guy who's hurt because I don't know how, we, how hurt he is. But the three of us were there and saw him working out at Coors Field before they sent him on the rehab. He looked pretty normal. He's been very, at least before the first time we talked to the media, he was downplaying the significance of this injury. It's not that big of a deal. I just want to be 100%. I'm telling you guys, this is concerning because either he's really seriously hurt or he just can't play when he's not 100%. Which one is it? It's hard to figure. I, I just, when you, go, when you go back on the I.L., after being off of it for like, yep. what was it like five days or something? Yeah. Um, that's a concerning sign. I mean, we don't really know what's going on there, but I wouldn't surprise me if he's not back, you know, he was out a month, yeah, you know? know? And so if the, it could, I mean, will we see much of him the first, the rest of the way in the first half? I don't know. What are you hearing? I mean, I, I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. I don't, you know, I, I can't. You play one on I, social I, media I, like we all do. Do I? I actually, I really try to stay away from this we play, stuff. We, we, play, they, we, because, we all play all kinds of roles on social media. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to play fewer and fewer these days, honestly. <laughs> it's not working. It's not yeah. working for you, Drew. I'm yeah. Well, 
the life yeah. is not letting you back off of social media. No, I'm trying, but uh, the well, world the, is out there. Here's, but, here's my point about Bryant, though, guys. I, I, as a professional athlete, if I had only taken the ball when I was quote unquote 100, percent I'd have gotten the ball once out of every 10 so, opportunities. You have to, you can't have to go out there. I mean, do you have to be Nolan Arenado and not tell somebody you're hurting and try to play through it? Maybe not. <laughs> But yeah. you can't expect to be 100% when you go out on the field. You have to give a team what you have that day. And they have really, really missed Chris Bryant. Here, and here's, here's the thing. And, and I'll agree. They absolutely, because when you're a team that's struggling and you're a mediocre squad anyway, you need the guy who's supposed to be your best position player. Right. But I, I would like to pump the brakes a little bit on all of this for, for the main reason of, I think, everyone being – totally honest with themselves and i think even upstairs in the front office as much as they were selling like we're trying to turn around and be competitive right now recognize this was a transition year and this is year one of seven we are 40 something games into what is supposed to be a thousand plus games of chris bryant in colorado man he's not buying that I wrote about this. I, I know. I know. No, I mean, when these, the, when, if, if MLB will, expands no, to Las I'm Vegas, not. that'd be a good destination when they need to trade him. Oh, oh God. <laughs> They're already doing it. Here come the vultures immediately. Yeah. Always, yeah. always and forever. They will never stop. Since well, 1993. Well, it was on my mind because last year, our last week, we did a podcast, yeah. the podcast with um, Sean Keeler. Sean Keeler. And we were talking about expansion and the potential for expansion. I'm like, Vegas? Oh, no. well, you know, apparently, reportedly, it's not far from here. But <laughs> I've heard anyway, uh, I yeah. So for me, it just does not make sense to try to push Chris Bryant out there if he's anything less than 100 percent, because, again, the offense has maybe been the best part of this team so far, like adding one more capable hitter to a team that's playing awful defense, can't pitch and then really can't pitch out of the bullpen. I don't think he solves anything. So as much as like, I get it. If I'm the Rockies, there's no way I'm with the investment that we just made in this guy that I'm trying to force him out there. Cause he's not going to save your season and you need him to be the absolute best that he can be not for 2022. And you'd hope to see him some this year. And obviously it, you know, the thing that's brutal about this is it's a first impression, right? Well, if exactly. Brian had already showed up and he'd hit, you know, 300 for a month and he'd already hit four or five home runs and he was doing this in the middle of the season, we wouldn't be having this conversation, but because he hasn't really been good and purple yet, people are going to freak. And because it's the Rockies, people are going to freak about five times as much as is necessary. But the fact is we're 40 games into a thousand plus game contract, whether he plays it here or somewhere else. And it does not make sense in my mind to push the issue at all. When you're going to need this guy, not in, June and July of 2022 to try to rescue this season that was probably never going to even I, I the glass this. half full guy the 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 supposed guy who always thinks the Rockies is going to do everything I had a maxed out at 82 wins and missing the postseason this year so if that is your ceiling as a team you don't need to rush Chris Bryant back onto this year's team you need agreed. him next year and beyond agreed I mean I think it's it you got to look at uh it's very I think Drew put it simply and straight most straightforward it's you got to preserve this guy. Um, he's not uh, a spring chicken anymore either. I mean, Chris Bryant's been around uh, for what? Uh, seven seasons now. Yeah. Like he's that. only one year younger than Nolan Arenado. He's getting up. Yeah. There. So it's like, yeah, you got to preserve this guy for when you can compete and this team not competing, not competing, um, not competing now and are not going to be competing 
uh, moving forward. I, I would say I would say it's too early to say that they're not going to make the postseason because of regression to normal. Uh, you know, with with defense and maybe starting. I'm more concerned about the starting pitching than I think Drew might be. But um, I, I would say that they you can't you can't just bag the season yet. But it's very very unlikely you're going to make the postseason. Okay, they're, so you got to save Chris Bryant. They're not making the postseason, so it's wait till next year already, right? It's wait till next year. So why not? If that's going to be the case, isn't it time to start looking at some other guys? That Montero guy, you got a brief stint up here briefly. Um, a few weeks prospects ago. already. I love it. Yes. Let's go. They're going to, they're going to have to, let's do it. Those two guys, uh, Montero, <laughs> excuse me, Montero and Tovar. Yes. Those two guys are breaking Ooh. the door down is what they're yes. doing. So I why mean, not? Guys, why wait? <clears throat> why wait? They're going to have to, the Rockies are going to have to make decisions. That, I mean, they're going to have to at least promote Tovar to AAA this year. And then, uh, you know, the Montero, if he keeps hitting down there, you got to bring him up. The other, th- I agree with you, Mark. I mean, if that can be a jolt for you, mm-hmm. you know, in the lineup, if you put some, you know, let's say Montero is, you know, sometimes guys come up here and, you know, when there's not a book on them, some guys, when there's not a book on them, they don't hit at all because it's really the pitching that they don't have, they don't have a book on or, but the other, on the other hand, guys who are sometimes come up here and they just rake for that first season because, you know, guys, don't, uh, uh, the op- opposing pitcher, you would know this better than, than, right. than we would Mark, but that they just don't know exactly what True. to do with them. And so if Montero comes up here and starts scorching the ball, I mean, why wouldn't you want him to be in a lineup with Crone, who um, is MVP candidate stuff yeah. re- right now? Drew, yeah. who, who else besides Montero? Who am I leaving out, Drew? Who do you want to see? I mean, uh, I'm always this guy who wants to see all of them. Like, right. I, I, again, right. that's what I think. Once these seasons go south on you, that's one of the most interesting things yep. about baseball is you start looking yep. at these guys. I've wanted I've been huge on Montero for a long time, so I'm 100 percent with you there. Tovar's like still 14 years old or whatever it is. No, he's 20 <laughs> years old. So I yeah. get it. But it's like, yeah, like Manny said, let's have him play a little triple A first though. Goodness. Yeah. What is it? Over a thousand OPS. He hasn't been in, incredible in he's a pitcher's incredible. pitchers league out there in the yeah. Eastern league too. So he's yeah. crushing. Shout out to, um, um, to, to our, to our guy, <coughs> Jim Callis, who came on with us, uh, MLB pipeline, who yep. basically alerted us to last you know, fall, what he saw in Tovar and yeah. the Arizona fall league and said, yeah. this guy's going to be a star. Yep. Yeah. They, they got a few other really interesting ones. Uh, Ryan Valade got off to a cold start, but he's been hitting the ball a lot better. He made some big league appearances last year. Colton Welker keeps having weird injuries. I'm not sure what's going on there, but every time he's healthy, he hits. Uh, they've got this interesting dude, Winton Bernard, who's not on the 40 man roster and he's never been on a top prospect list and any of that stuff. But the guy's hitting like 400 in AAA. And I know it's the, the PCL and all the stuff he's got that massive home runs is a pretty good outfielder like he's at least starting to draw some interesting attention brenton doyle is an outfielder who's uh, again gotten off to a slow start but the, the rockies have been moving him through the system over the last couple of years uh he's an intriguing guy so uh, there there are a few of them who are are getting close and i'd be interested to see uh, obviously, some of the most exciting ones are still a little bit further off with the Zach Beans and the Drew Romos mm-hmm. and and that whole thing. But Toglia, uh, yeah, oh, oh Toglia is a little closer. closer. He started he cold too, but he's in Double A this year, and he had like a five RBI game last week. Uh, so yeah, so I'm I'm really Toglia is enormous. Toglia is one of those guys who's listed at like talk six about, four, six five. But <laughs> talk about somebody who looks like he's fourteen though. Yeah. um okay yeah. so, you know, so it's all... interesting it's interesting on the on the prospects topic the reason why i really liked what what bill schmidt did with the extensions i don't think there was one extension that he did that 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 was a bad move in and of the moment 
but um the chris bryant the chris bryant signing i've been holding in abeyance because it's all really going to depend on what they do in off in the next couple of off seasons and if we are talking about the same thing at this time next year what prospects can we look at here the chris bryant experiment isn't working and 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 it's got to be so there's got to be um it's going to be interesting to see whether they go how how committed they're going to be money-wise to putting something around here we go again putting something around the guy um because they didn't do it the last time so we'll see what they do this time but Anytime you're talking about prospects and talking about bringing guys up, someone's got to go. Uh, and the trade deadline's still a month, you know, two months away, but maybe you start looking at trades right now. And if you're looking at trading players right now to open up space for the young guys to come in and take an opportunity, who are you thinking is on, who could, who's tradable on this team right now? Not just from performance, but from a depth standpoint, who could they afford not to be with? That's a hard one because I, nothing's coming to mind right now. Um, well, I'll start it out by That's saying trade I, a bull as yes, in exactly. like someone wants them. Right. Exactly. You know? And someone they can, you know, they dark a trade crone, but somebody they can, they can <clears> do without. I'll, I'll start this. And this is hard for me to say because Pitchers I'm a big, be big fan of the guy, but I could see him trading Sam Hilliard at this point. He's not an everyday guy right away. I mean, they have lots, they have outfielders. That's the one area they have depth, right? They have outfielders, especially when Bryant comes back, you trade a Hilliard, maybe you get a triple a pitcher who's on the cusp. Who, who, you know, in the same, a healthy version of Ryan Rollinson, right? Somebody who can step in when, when that inevitable next rotation injury happens. Maybe you, you start looking at trades now and instead of waiting for the deadline and saying, listen, let's, let's try to deal from a position of strength here. Go get some more prospects to beef up the top of our farm system, which is pretty thin. And let's start building for next year and the year after. That's an interesting idea, Sam, Sam Hilliard. Um, I think the reason he's interesting is because of how he's built. Right. It's just simple. It's just, yeah, it's I, I hate the idea that. of giving up on the guy, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would cut the cord just yet on him because I don't know. I just seems to, it'd be painful Yes, because it's like, would. Oh, what you see in that guy, he's got yep. like three inches on what Larry Walker was. Mm-hmm. He's built like him. He runs like him. If he, yeah. if he could just tap into us, if he could <laughs> connect more, it would yeah. be unbelievable. I mean, this guy, oh, yeah, if this guy, if this guy could live up to the potential there, he's an all-star easy. Yeah, but I, agree. I don't know. What do you think, Drew? Um, yeah, no, I I understand. I, I think you could maybe get something decent for him, and I, and I because of all the things you just said, um, and he's had a hard time getting playing time, so that makes some right. sense. I'd probably, if I'm in the chair, would be tempted more to go the other direction, and maybe despite the fact that he just got to town and and he's looked pretty good in some ways, I might be more interested in like flipping Randall Gritchick yeah, or something like that. I was just like thinking that. about Gritchick as well. Yeah. Uh, Cause then you make more space for Hilliard. Uh, you yeah. already are, are on the hook for only half of his contract. Cause Toronto mm-hmm. is playing half of paying half of that, you know, while he's been decent, he certainly hasn't been so much of a difference maker that I think you'd feel like, Oh man, you missed this guy. You know, his yeah. main impact has been defensively. Uh, he's been an okay hitter, but he hasn't really brought the power just yet. So I think you'd probably, end up kicking yourself because you trade him and his power that is on his resume would show up and he's going to go and hit exactly. 20 home runs exactly. in the second half for whoever you trade him right. to. No doubt. But yeah, I'm, and I'm always more in favor of uh sorry for all of us getting there. Hey, look, the, the gray's coming into the, the beard as much for me too, but I'm always more, you know, move on from the, the veteran guys. If that's what you're going to do, build around a younger core and uh, figure out who, amongst these guys who has the potential can figure it Here's out. a difficult question for both of you. What's the future of Charlie Blackman? <clears throat> I think Charlie Blackman is going to, 
continue to play right field um, poorly for the rest of this year. And then um, for the next uh, 10 years, barring injury, <laughs> um, how long Until is left he's now? 57 two more, two years more after this? I, how many years? Yeah, I think two so. More? Yeah. Um, again, uh, when that contract, I mean, it's handed out, whatever it was four years ago, I'm like, you're going to give this dude a hundred million dollars and you're not going to get the production because of the age curve. Simple as that. Mm. And, and it goes, it, look, Charlie was at his, when Charlie was at his peak and they had uh, Arnado and they had LeMahieu and story at, in the, on this roster all at the same time, that was a time to strike obviously, but that's, we, we, we digress. Right. Um, so it, I think Charlie's going to just keep playing right field until it gets ugly. Like I know Mark already <laughs> thinks it's there. Oh, I think it's like, pretty ugly, but like ugly, like, like so ugly that you, you just can't afford. I mean, like you, you can't, you can't justify it anymore. Late career Barry Bonds, ugly. <clears throat> D- yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. D- defense, yeah, exactly. defense. Well, yeah. DH. He's, he should be a DH already, but yep. again, we know he's adamant about being out there. And um, as a player, you know, that's, that's your prerogative. You, you want to do that. Right. The question is when does it start to hurt the team so much that you can't justify putting him out there? Even, uh, even you have to like overrule his objections, you know? I mentioned a minute ago that they wouldn't trade CJ Chrome, but if they're 20 games out of contention in late July and someone offers them a package, could that happen too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would, I would think about it. Um, Crone has been tremendous for this yep. team. Yep. Um, if he's, you know, he's a lot younger than we think. If he's still yeah. on a, you know, 45 homer pace, that's going to make it harder. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to continue to, to, go at this rate that he's going he's he's not hitting at all on the road um uh, not not that that's news to anybody for a rocky but he's not i mean he's hitting like 410 at home with all but two of his homers um so course field it's like he was built for it you know it's like he was built for this place so i'm talking myself out of it now um <laughs> i think i think if he's built for course field i think he's like 32 is he 32 and um so yeah. I, I, and, and, and he's, he's one of those guys now that he's just now coming into the, the great part of his career. Yeah. I think he, now, uh, you know, yeah, but I mean, I mean the perfect through the perfect scenarios for Crone to keep this job until totally is ready. Right. But what if someone makes him an offer they can't refuse? Sure. Look, if someone offers you a great, great package for him, you can rebuild some of your fr- franchise and sure. Yeah, do it. But, but I do agree with the general principle of, they got to keep as many of these really good baseball players who want to be here as they yep. can. <laughs> you know, as well simple put. as that sounds. Well put. Put yeah. the good baseball players who want to play for your team and try to get them help. Do that part better. All this other stuff is what you do when you're not doing that part good. Do that part better. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Agreed. I, I agree. I, I'm just I'm looking for some depth in the starting rotation. Not yeah. necessarily. No one's going to trade you an established big league star, and you just can't expect that. But you can go after some of these guys who are on the cusp, some of these guys who can't quite crack somebody else's rotation, who are in AAA, who really could help you when a Sensatella goes down, when something else happens, when, when Marcus needs to be shut down for a while or whatever. They need somebody. You're right about Feltner. He did better his last game. He looks good. And Chad Cool has been a revelation. But, man, as Manny talked about earlier, they are so thin there that the, I think the only way they get reinforcements is, via, is trading somebody valuable and getting some, some young help that – might blossom for the future. I'm I'm still intrigued by Lambert and Rollison, but you can't count on those guys. The best ability more, is availability. Yeah. 
so that's why, again, but I don't think that's a trade CJ Crone problem. I think that's no. a maybe trade Randall Gritchick problem okay. or maybe. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm. Gritchick would be a lot easier to let go of because. Um, I like him too. I love the glasses and high socks. For obvious reasons. For obvious yep. reasons. Agreed. CJ is the, the, the hitting star of this team. He's the slugger. Yeah. Um, uh, home road splits at what being what they are that's what they are but it's valuable having a guy hitting at that clip at Coors Field so um a a lot of this a lot of this like when Brendan Rodgers has been hitting the ball I mean a lot of this stuff with the Rockies comes down to executing fundamental like like Drew said defense pitching you know like if you can't do that you're gonna lose anyway last Um, three last three minutes here um homestand with the Marlins and the Braves who are surprisingly struggling just like the Rockies are. What do we need to see from this team to give, give us any kind of hope that they're turning the corner? Solid defense up. at yeah. home. Yeah. Um, uh, basically if, if you're going to play bad defense, of course, feels the worst place to do it. Yep. And that's why this team has been so good defensively. That's one thing they've done so well uh, in, in years past, Yep. especially infield, the infield defense is what, like when that stuff's happening, uh, it's like that kills you because yeah. if you're a Rockies fan, because like it, that's like the that's a that's that's a that's you don't get you don't the the baseball cannot be getting through infielders um at, at this ballpark. Simple as that. It's like it's like walking people, you know. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't want to walk people right. at Coors Field. The walks will yeah. haunt, but then it's like just like everything else, it's exponentially bad here. Yep. It has an exponential sure. effect. Um, so defense, I think, is number one. You want to see. Marquez get on track. Yep. I mean, I really think that that's a huge issue until there's some sign, even one start yep. where he's on yeah. and he's yep. doing what he can do and really on yeah. takes it takes a one hitter into the yep. seventh or whatever. Yep. That's the mark is you want to see again. And that it's still in there because the scary thing about when things go wrong for an extended period of time is will it ever come back? That's an exaggeration at this point, but at the, every start that goes by, it becomes less of an exaggeration and Drew, you start wondering, is it going to come back for him? Drew, you'll be watching the bullpen closely this week. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, the fundamentals, like, like Manny said, but the big thing for me right now, Mark actually is that first inning for the starters. The, the too many guys are coming point, out yep. and, and they don't have it. And I never point my finger at coaches or I should say very, very rarely. And I think most fans and media just honestly don't understand that dynamic very well, a pitching coach and a pitcher mm-hmm. or a hitting coach and a hitter. But we have seen way, way too many games this year where Rocky's pitcher has taken the mound and not had it and given the game away in the first and or second inning and been walking guys, not had a game plan, not seemed to have a backup plan. And at some point I start to wonder, is that on the coaching? Is that because as Manny was talking about earlier, all these guys are better. Their resumes suggest they're all other than cool, better than they've been this year. So they don't look prepared to me that. So in one word, what am I looking for? This homestand better preparation across the board, better right. preparation. He's drew Creaseman mile high sports. You can follow him. What's at drew Creaseman Twitter handle. Be prepared to be entertained and, <laughs> and, and some of you annoyed, but uh, be prepared for all at all costs. Drew, we appreciate you joining us as always. We'll see you at Thanks, the ballpark. Man. Appreciate Absolutely. you doing this. Anytime. Manny man, got a closer for us. Yep. All right, well, stay tuned side. for that. Stay with us as the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. We'll be back right after this. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. 
We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at Colorado at gmail.com for more information. What is going on with Herman Marquez? It's baffling. This is a guy who owns the only two one-hit shutouts in Rockies history. All of Rockies history. And that's actually becoming a long time now. We're talking about 30 years. We know, of course, that Ubaldo Jimenez threw the club's only no-hitter. But beyond that, no one other than Marquez has given up one hit or fewer in a complete game. Marquez has the best sheer stuff of anyone in the Rockies' starting rotation, and that has been the case for years now. We've seen him take no-hitters into the eighth inning or later multiple times, causing us to muse that it was a matter of when, not if, Marquez would one day throw a no-hitter. When he's on, Marquez is one of the best starting pitchers in baseball, period. With a fastball that touches 98 and a biting slider to highlight an assortment of pitches in his repertoire, Marquez had at one time been considered a Cy Young Award candidate entering the season. But as alluded to on this week's podcast, he's been a completely different pitcher dating back to last August. Marquez's ERA over his last 18 starts is 6.85. That's more than half a season worth of starts with an ERA near 7. The scary thing for a Rockies fan is the unknown here. Why is this happening? No one, from Marquez himself to Bud Black, seems to know what it is that is causing the right-hander to miss his spots so badly. The middle-middle location of his offerings is killing him, and it's not just a one-start-here-or-there thing. It's become a trend. If this is Marquez, if the 2022 Marquez is who Marquez is, the Rockies are in trouble. He is, was, their staff ace. The leading man for a young rotation that Colorado was proud to call the best it's ever had, I think 2018. And for at least the time being, he's a shell of his former self. Combine that with Kyle Freeland's Jekyll and Hyde type of inconsistency, and you've got some concerning trends for an area the Rockies considered a strength going into the season. Of course, that could be said for the defensive play as well, but we've covered that. After losing 15 of their last 20, the Rockies are spiraling downward. They're returning home, yes, but home hasn't been as kind to them as it was last year when they had one of the better home records in the game. If you don't pitch and you don't catch the baseball, there's nowhere to hide, whether at home or on the road. Check another episode of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast off the list. Our thanks to Drew Creaseman from Mile High Sports for joining us and offering his perspective on this season and the future of this Rockies team. We're back at Coors Field this week, so Manny and I will have some more interesting stuff for you next time. We'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.